this reflection is spiritual motherhood and um, it, it, it should also say spiritual fatherhood. It, it's very similar process. That's why I, I loved Henry Nowen's book, the, the Return of the Prodigal Son, because he ends the book finally entering fatherhood in Abba through Christ. And this whole transformation, this whole entering the wounds that he goes through the older son in, in us, the younger son, it's all of this process that each of us must be willing to live, to enter true. Our motherhood and fatherhood through Christ enters Abba. And as one with him through Christ, we become that mothers and fathers. So this is very important because in your constitutions of the consecrated women, you are being called by God to be spiritual mothers. And of course, our priests are called to be truly fathers as one with Abba. It says in your constitutions, Articulo 2, El testimonio y anuncio del amor misericordioso de Cristo a todos los hombres desde su maternidad espiritual con alma ardiente de apóstol. To understand the purest essence of spiritual motherhood, we must receive the gift of Mary's suffering of solitude. This is one of the beautiful gifts that God gives the church through Blessed Conchita, is entering the understanding of Mary's solitude. So we're going to enter that. But here we enter the third stage of the mystical incarnation of Conchita, the Marian dimension. And so remember, we began the, the retreat with the first stage, the priestly and victim dimension. That's why it was so important for us to, to enter the oblation and to truly say yes to become victims of love. The second is the Eucharistic dimension, and that's really where we begin to become one with Jesus' Eucharist in the participation of the interior martyrdom of the heart. And now we enter this third stage. Through the grace of mystical incarnation, Conchita reflects Mary's life and becomes a faithful echo of her maternal heart. Mary, the co-redemptrix, will teach her to have a maternal heart that throbs in unison with Jesus' heart, with the redemptive and glorifying objective, the glory of the Father and the salvation of mankind. La soledad of Mary as given to Blessed Conchita. In the book Conchita, Mother's Spiritual Diary, it explains it this way. Mary's solitude is the most perfect association with the redemptive act of Christ. The drama of our salvation is decided at the very moment when Jesus abandoned mysteriously by his Father and when he himself abandoned himself in response with confidence and love into his hands. 
It is the consent of a man in supreme agony. Jesus explains to Blessed Conchita the mystery of Mary's interior solitude that obtains for her the grace to be the spiritual mother of mankind. He's, the Lord said to Conchita, You had for long pondered the first solitude of Mary, that is, the exterior solitude. But you had not thought about the cruelest and the bitterest, the interior solitude, which tore her to pieces and in which her spirit felt an agony on account of being abandoned. The martyrdom of Mary after my ascension was not caused solely by my material absence. She suffered terrible test of abandonment like to that I myself underwent on the cross. My father united her to mine, which gained so many graces. So that moment of Jesus on the cross, where he says, Why have you abandoned me? That is the solitude Mary enters in her heart after the ascension. As co-redemptrix, Mary heard in her soul, so wholly pure, the echo of all my agonies, humiliations, outrages, and tortures, felt the weight of the sins of the world which made my heart bleed, and the moving sorrow of the abandonment of heaven which obtains graces. The heart of Mary obtained these graces in the martyrdom of a solitude in which she was left, not by men, she had St. John and the apostles and many souls who fervently loved her. Not by me, in my body, she consoled herself with the Eucharist and with her living and perfect faith, but by the Trinity, which hid itself from her, leaving her in a spiritual and divine abandonment. Solitude is participation in the inmost passion of Christ's cross and a consequence of the mystical incarnation. In the document of the Congregation for the Clergy, called Eucharistic Adoration for the Sanctification of Priest and Spiritual Maternity, the Church tells us, the vocation to be a spiritual mother for priests is largely unknown, scarcely understood, and consequently rarely lived, notwithstanding its fundamental importance. It is a vocation that is frequently hidden, invisible to the naked eye, but meant to transmit spiritual life. That is why Mary's solitude totally hidden through that union with Christ crucified, she becomes the mother of mankind and continues through that solitude to continue to shower graces upon the world. 
So, according to the simple path, we have a chapter that you can on spiritual motherhood. So the birth of the new Adams at the foot of the cross. The new Adams and new Eves. Jesus waited until he could share his passion with them. Until he was agonizing to call them forth to become mother and son disciple. St. John and Mary. They could not be mother and son to each other without first being victims of love. Understand that. This is an important point that we teach in the formation of spiritual mothers and really fathers. One with Christ's passion. Union with Christ at the cross is at the center of Mary's motherhood and at the center of St. John's son discipleship. At the cross, they come together and their relationship acquires a new meaning and a new fecundity because it has the fire of pure and perfect love. When it reaches maturity, it blossoms as spiritual motherhood. At the foot of the cross, all her children were born. This is Jesus to Conchita. My death gave them life in the heart of my mother. But before her death, she had to manifest this maternity on earth, gaining by the sufferings of my absence an infinitude of graces present and future for her children. Her title, Mother of Mankind, Mary won by the martyrdom of her solitude after my death. Has the world been aware of this? Does it appreciate it and is it grateful for it? The time has come when the children should show they are real children, showing their veneration for this heartbroken by this subtle and most painful martyrdom, lived through for the sake of their own happiness. There Mary gained graces for each and every man, it is time for her to be thanked. And that is why true spiritual motherhood must enter what, how we were teaching you all these days, the interior hidden martyrdom of the heart. That is essential to live true spiritual motherhood and fatherhood. Through her, meaning Mary Magdalene, Piercing of love at the foot of the cross. In union with Mary, she receives her full identity as a spiritual mother, Mary Magdalene. For the one that is dying is her beloved as well, the Lord and master of her heart. She is also experiencing the helplessness of Christ on the cross. Her master is dying, her Rabboni, fading away, her Jesus, her life, her all. She suffers with Jesus, no longer two but one in his sacrifice of love. As one with Mary, her spiritual maternity is born also. Holy relationships between men and women that shine the light of Christ. The true and new apostles of light. She is also his companion. The Lord said, it is not good 
that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. No one is more apt to accompany and help men than the woman Mary. The relationship of Mary and St. John shows that Jesus meant the complementarity between man and woman to find expression, not only in marital relationships oriented towards having children, but also in spiritual relationships that bring spiritual life to many. An essential part of the Lord's redemption is to restore the Father's intention for women-men relationships. Pope Francis, on June 15, 2018, condemned all forms of abuse of women, but he went further. He taught that they need each other to become fully who they are. He said, Pope Francis, a man without a woman beside him, whether as a mother, as a sister, as a bride, as a working companion, as a friend, that man by himself is not the image of God. This is a quote from Father Jordy to our community. A man is not a man until he is able to love and be loved by women in his life. Likewise, women need men. But the love we need to give and receive is God's love, Christ's crucified love, not as the world gives, which is selfishness and has led to our ruin. Having united Mary and the beloved disciple Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, said, I thirst. His earthly mission was fulfilled. With St. John and Mary Magdalene begins a new lineage of renewed men and women, cleansed in the blood of the Lamb. That is why it's so important that the words the Lord gave us for you speaks of this purification by the blood of Christ. Without this purification with the blood of Christ cannot begin this new lineage of men and women. New Adams and New Eves formed in the heart of the new Adam and the new Eve. It is the beginning of a covenant of love with Christ through Mary. The church is discovering the urgent need for priests to have such spiritual mothers. As Christ purifies hearts in the fire of his sacred heart, he restores men and women's ability to truly love and complement each other in the service of the kingdom. In our brokenness, we may find it hard to believe that a mother-son relationship between women and priests is possible or even desirable. We tend to think only of the dangers that stem from our fallen nature, but we also need to believe that Christ at Calvary poured out his spirit to make all things new. He established spiritual motherhood when he joined the Blessed Virgin Mary and St. John as mother and son. The Lord continues to raise up relationships between spiritual mothers and priests, but this is possible only to the extent 
that they are truly victim souls, one with the victim. The Lord said to us, teaching us from the fourth station of the cross, Mary meets Jesus in the simple path on page 369. The Lord said, walk with me in my passion through Mary, my mother. I received the strength and the zeal I needed to continue to the cross. She was not only my consolation, but also my strength. My mother knew and accepted my mission. In her great and pure love of God, she encouraged me and brought me to the cross. It was she that encouraged me to begin my mission at the wedding at Cana. Do you see the importance of holy mothers for priests who are living images of my mother? My priests need these holy mothers to help strengthen and encourage them. As spiritual mothers, Maria and I, and all the women of our community, our greatest work with our priest and with the priests that come to us is to help bring you with Mary to the cross. My greatest friendship with Father Jordi and Daniel is to help them and strengthen them and encourage them to truly be crucified. We accompany them to the cross. We help them see in their hearts what they many times do not want to see. She's like the mother of the Sebedees. <laughs> the, uh, the Maccabees. Maccabees. Yeah. Yes, that is a true spiritual mother. And that understanding of true spiritual mothers is, is very important. Because it's not this little game of, oh, how nice, I have this priest friend and I have this, you know, and we can spend time, you know. It's not that. It, it's true walk in holiness. It, it's, it's having a priest that's sustaining me in who I am and helping me be crucified as I help him. She said, can you give concrete examples of how we help each other be crucified? <laughs> Very simply. First of all, I want to make it clear that the nature of spiritual mother doesn't mean it's lived out in a physical relationship. If you look at the document that the church published, it kind of goes through the history of, of spiritual mother, how it's been expressed in the church, and that charism has really blossomed in, uh, what do you call it, contemplative religious communities. Ladies in monasteries completely hidden from the world, and they're living this charism, not having any relationship with the priest. So that you have to understand this grace that way, firstly. Now, I have the grace of living it in the flesh. Concrete example. And me being vulnerable, what ends up, ends up happening is all the garbage that's in my heart gets kind of like thrown at, at her on the canvas, like paint just being thrown on the canvas. She forces me to go in there and, and see what's going on. To go inside my heart and do the work of my heart that I don't want to deal with. How do I force you, Danny? <laughs> <laughs> she forces me with the softness and the tenderness of... He has to say it. 
with the softness and the tenderness of, of the subtle question, why? Why this? Why that ugly, brute comment you just made, right? Whereas if she were to correct me super hard, I'd probably send her to fly, right? But she has a way of softening the, the things. Where did that, that nasty comment come from? Or just like through love. I mean, through love, like not responding to his frustration or his... Because many times what we see is like uh, what the person expresses is like the frustration is not knowing how to deal with an emotion. So many times when we don't know how to deal with an emotion, we express frustration. Other people just run away. I mean, it's like everybody has their own little ways, you know? And so what I have found, I mean, what the Lord has taught me in my relationship with Daniel, which is very much on a daily basis, is that to, to respond with frustration or with, or with um, you touch my wound and then, you know, I respond with frustration, anger, or, or getting hurt or whatever, it doesn't work. It's, I receive the pain. So how do, how do I embrace, how do we live it? I receive the pain. The first thing that I do is, pain, is receive the pain and try to get rid of any frustration I can have, any, you know, like the, 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 <coughs> the reactions to his behavior. <coughs> I put it at the foot of the cross, and the Lord has given me the grace to, to keep in the love. And through that love, I respond with love. So instead of like having a revenge, okay, yeah, you talk to me like that, just wait and see. You know, it doesn't work that way. So it's always going and responding with love. And I have seen that time and time again, um, that's, that sorrow, that uniting the suffering to the Lord, brings Daniel into the light. Quiero dar yo también un ejemplo porque últimamente he caminado un poco. En un primer momento, antes de que pudiera yo entrar en mis heridas, lo que había era como en una herida infectada lo, lo sucio. Y entonces el poder hablar, poder escribir solo a veces largamente, en dos, tres páginas, alurdes, solo como un ayúdame a llevar todo esto, ¿no? Y lo que recibía más que juicios, directivas, es, Padre, recibo tu dolor. Y eso me daba fuerza para seguir excavando. Luego, ya que uno va encontrando más o menos el fondo, empiezo yo a, a contarle, Lourdes, es esto, 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 esto es lo que veo, esto es lo que siento. Y en algún momento decía, momento, padre, eso es falso. O sea, confrontarme de vez en cuando con cosas que yo estaba viendo todavía mal, y que me hubiera encontrado, me hubiera encantado encontrar una, una confirmación. Si padre, correcto. Dice, no, no es por ahí. O sea, agarra esta frase es, que acabas sí. de decir y llévala a la oración y trabájala. Porque ahí hay una cosa que tú todavía no quieres ver y eso es lo que te toca. Entonces, esos son los momentos en que me pone ante, digamos, me manda un trabajo duro. Entonces, sé que Lourdes... Por una parte me quiere un montón y eso me ha dado fuerza, por otra no me deja pasar una. Y ese es el momento de, de la madre que dice, nuestra relación es verdad. Y esto que me está diciendo, examinarlo porque no es verdad, te manda a la cruz. Padre Asensio. I love you. Es una relación que es buscando el bien de la otra persona, en, o sea, la santidad de la otra persona. No hay otro deseo 
no es complementarizarnos, es simplemente yo solamente deseo tu bien y uh, aunque me cueste, te voy a llevar a dar el bien. Te sí. voy a hacer el bien y te voy a decir la verdad y te voy a, a dar la, el amor y todo va complementado, ¿no? Es, sí, hay un, sí hay un complemento en, en virtud porque la, la mujer tiene una manera de reflejar la, la divinidad que ayuda mucho al hombre cuando es pura. Eh, le he preguntado a veces a los sacerdotes, si aquí, honestamente, si aquí se apareciera la Virgen, o cuando uno piensa en la Virgen, ¿tienen ustedes sentimientos de lujuria con la Virgen Santísima? ¡Oh, no! ¿Y por qué no? Si es la más linda, la más hermosa, porque la vemos tal cual es, ¿no? con la pureza de lo que es una mujer. Y igualmente una mujer, a no ser que esté muy enferma, eh, piensa en Jesús, no piensa eh, sino en el amor puro. ¿Y por qué es esto? Y nosotros también tenemos que aprender de esto, a, a, a la, la mujer a, a ser eh, la presencia de la Virgen en su forma de mirar, en su pureza, que ayuda al hombre a, ser, a buscar la santidad que él necesita y viceversa. Y, y igual que la, el hombre puede ser un peligro para eh, si es un hombre predator, eh, si es un hombre que realmente eh, vive el camino de la santidad y, y, y como San Pablo está crucificado con Cristo, ah, lo que quiere es encaminar a todos hacia, hacia el Señor y y toda su forma refleja esto, ¿no? Por eso pensaba en la madre de los, de los macabeos, porque ánimo a morir por Cristo, ¿no? Eso es, un, es muy diferente que otro tipo de, de amor, pero es un amor más grande. Y, 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 y tiene que ser desde la, desde la primera instancia, desde la mirada, desde el todo. But honestly and truly, every time what she's done for me is everything I haven't been able to suffer well, she in the hiddenness of her heart has suffered it with the Lord properly. And that has brought graces to me that something I wasn't able to do, she has done it almost for me. I don't know if that makes sense. Yes. Is that correct? It makes sense to me. Yes. <laughs> and I, I think this is important. We don't look for spiritual sons. It's, it's a work of the Holy Spirit. He, he brings it about. And that's important. And it really is the most important, and I, I was speaking to, to Father Carol, is that, for example, we were speaking about so many graces of the Holy Spirit that you see moving in the Legion and Regnum Christi. And I think, do you, you know, realize that For so many years now, you see, there has been, for example, spiritual mothers in our community that most of us have not been walking individually with you, but we have been living the interior martyrdom of the heart every day for you as spiritual mothers. If there's one thing the Lord has asked me to believe throughout the years, the most important He would tell me constantly, believe my daughter, believe. 
Believe what? That the hidden work I do on a daily basis, not this. This comes every once in a while. That nobody ever sees those piercings, those things that I live united in Jesus crucified solely for love. That is a force so great that it is the force God is giving the Holy Spirit to bring forth a transformed and holy priesthood and fatherhood and penetrate the darkness in the world. And so a true spirit, if you all are growing in true spiritual motherhood, the women, the consecrated women, by entering the cross, and you need to begin to live it, not so much in a relationship necessarily with a legionnaire, but that love moves you as women to love your brothers so much that you're willing in your heart to suffer whatever you have to suffer every day with Christ, through him, with him, in him, the Eucharistic dimension of a victim's soul for them. Knowing that nobody sees it, mm -hmm. that you're never going to be acknowledged by them, and that's what you're willing to do. Mm -hmm. That is the beginning of true spiritual motherhood. And then at some point, if the Lord brings you a spiritual son, and you receive him, but there you start to see that is in the right order. If you have this great desire to hook, you know, to find a, a legionary that's going to be my good friend or something, you know, and you haven't been living this already for me, I'm seeing, uh, I don't know, <laughs> about this, you know, red lights. But let's, you know, that's why there's a process here. And that's why I speak about this at the end. And a lot of times, I don't even speak about spiritual motherhood. Let me form true victims of love, and then the spiritual motherhood is just going to flow, you know, like our blessed mother. It, it's, a, it's the beginning, and it's a necessary beginning. Uh, the, the ability to emulate your life for your brothers, for your sisters, without even uh, having a personal relationship with them, that is a necessary foundation for the possibility, if God wants that you actually work together or whatever. But without that that uh, foundation, nothing good could come. Look at how it's explained here in Conchita's diary. It says, Her heart is presented with roses, but underneath are found the thorns. The roses signify graces for her children acquired with almost infinite sorrows, with tears, and with martyrdoms, the weight of which I alone was capable of measuring. Jesus is speaking to her. It is quite natural for a mother, and so much more, Mary, to keep for herself the thorns and the sorrows. It is the roses and the tenderness that she presents to her children not the sacrifices. There's a beautiful book of Conchitas called Roses, uh, Roses and Thorns, Las Ros Rosas y Espinas. Beautiful. A new phase of your life has begun. Jesus says, And likewise for you, Conchita, you have begun a new phase of life, which will be a reflection of that of Mary. It will appertain to you to imitate her without losing any suffering. 
which united to mine will be of worth. Under this form, supernaturalize all your sorrows of solitude, that they may become fertile for the benefit of your other children. If you are here and you are suffering, my beautiful sisters, because maybe you don't have the support you would like in your community or the union, suffer it well. Suffer it well to bear the fruit that the Lord wants. That is formation as a spiritual mother and spiritual, and spiritual fathers. This is what Venerable, uh, Venerable Archbishop Luis Martinez understood the power of spiritual mothers and encouraged Conchita to persevere in love. This is what Archbishop Martinez tells her. You too, like Jesus, must love the Father on behalf of all your children and for all the souls that God has linked with you through the outstanding grace of spiritual maternity. Some of your children will love the Father with many limitations. You must supply for them. Perhaps some of them, may the Lord not permit it, will never love. You must love for them. With what desire you must try to love for all in order that the Father may not lack even a spark of love from your spiritual family. You see, fatherhood, it's the same thing. When you begin to love through the interior martyrdom, in the groans of the sacred heart, suffering for your brothers, receiving their wounds, and suffering in that silence for them, your fatherhood begins to blossom. Look at how important this is. Jesus tells Conchita, this will truly be a solace to my heart, giving me holy priest. Tell me you accept that you will belong with me to priest always since your mission on behalf of them will continue in heaven. Yet here you have another martyrdom. Listen carefully. What priests do against me, you will feel. Since it is in this that basically, since it is in this that basically associating yourself to my priesthood consists in that you feel and you suffer because of their unfaithfulness and wretchedness. Therefore, that is why the path must bring us to feel, again, the pure pain. Because it is that that gives us the capacity to receive what others are, how they are lacking in loving Jesus and the Father because of their brokenness, and us actually feeling and receiving whatever they're lacking. But that word of the Lord is, you will feel. To truly love in this passion of Christ, you must feel. feel Because the Lord in his love felt everything and continues to feel everything through the Eucharist. Now listen carefully, my beloved brothers. Priests need to receive the gift of spiritual motherhood. It's not something you take it's not something you demand. You must receive it. It's a gift. 
In light of the urgent need for renewal of the priesthood and of knowing that spiritual mothers for priests are meant to transmit spiritual life to them, we can see why Cardinal Humes, as prefect of the Congregation of the Clergy, wrote, We cannot do without a spiritual motherhood for our priestly life. It has always silently accompanied the chosen ranks of priests in the course of church's history. It is the concrete entrustment of our ministry to a specific face, to a consecrated soul who has been called by Christ and therefore chooses to offer herself with the necessary suffering and the inevitable struggles of life to intercede for our priestly existence, thereby dwelling in Christ's sweet presence. And that's why Daniel was saying most most of my spiritual sons, I'm not walking with them. But they asked me to be, the, and I have received them. It is a gift. And therefore, I pray for them every day. I have their names on my altar. And I suffer whatever the Lord gives me for them. That is the main work that I do as a spiritual mother. It says to the priest, This motherhood, which embodies Mary's loving face, should be prayed for because God alone can bring it into being and sustain it. So you should pray, my beloved fathers, for the gift of a spiritual mother if you don't have one. Pray, and God will give you this gift. The Lord said to us, in the path, page 385, you, my little ones, are the consolation of my suffering heart. He was talking to the mothers of the cross. And here, he's also talking to the consecrated women. Because you each have united yourselves to Mary, the mother of God and the mother of all. As I gaze at each of you, I see her beauty radiating from you. Allow her to form each of you to perfection. I need you, my faithful ones, to bring life to my missionaries of the cross and legionaries of Christ. That is the mission of us, mothers of the cross, is to bring life to the missionaries of the cross and to you. It is my hidden martyrs of love in perfect union with the queen of martyrs that will raise up my apostles of light. Know that I have taken my abode in each of your hearts, therefore radiate the humility and purity of my mother. And I want to end because I think, yeah, I went over. The pastoral riches of this new devotion. The solitude of the mother of God helps understand the value of human suffering for the salvation of the world when it is joined to Christ's suffering. Sorrow of itself has no value. It is a consequence of a fruit of sin. But love has the power to convert it into the price of redemption. The most fertile, the most fertile apostolate is the apostolate of the cross. Pure love is a far greater apostolic fecundity than the most outstanding works accomplished with less than love. It is at the eve of life, in silence and isolation, 
in prayer and in sacrifice that God's mother attains her maximum of love and her fullness of apostolic fecundity in the service of the Church of Christ, just as Christ himself did not save the world in the luster of his word and in his miracles, but on the cross. And I end by a prayer in our path. My Lord and my God, as mothers, as women, give me a loving and humble heart, a courageous heart, full of zeal and boldness, a tender heart, a meek and docile heart that will be willing to take one by one the thorns that pierce your most tender heart and pierce with them my heart with no other desire but to be your consolation in every moment of my life. My heart is wounded for love of you, my Lord, and moved with profound compassion together with Mary, Blessed Conchita, and all the holy women that have walked on the path of spiritual motherhood from the beginning of time, I offer myself completely as a victim united with the victim for the sanctification of every priest and the salvation of every man in every walk of life. Jesus, my Savior and my God, as Conchita would say, save them, save them. Amen. Let me say something also. We need to be immersed in the awareness of the drama for the salvation of souls. We can only work closely with men and women who want to share in that drama for the salvation of souls, and therefore our focus is on that. Uh, I really like what uh, Father Asensio said, you know, in, in this relationship with uh, Lourdes, is his desire to be a holy priest. So it's not good for uh, sisters to pamper the priest. That's not what a sister does. And sometimes uh, priests in the parish like to have these women who are always pampering them. That's not really a good spiritual mother. Uh, you know, uh, pampering, it's almost like uh, a, helping them be malcriados, you know. And that's, it has to more be the opposite. Encourage them to be holy and uh, like Mother Mary would do. So I think it makes it uh, a lot easier if we think, how would Mary relate to St. John? Would she talk to him like that? Would he... Uh, would, would she uh, pamper him this way? Would she uh, come up with the things I'm, I'm trying to draw sentimental attention to myself or so forth? And also the priest, when relating to any woman, how would St. John relate to Mary? And uh, the respect for her as the mother of Jesus. And that's the way every priest should treat uh, any woman, like uh, John would treat uh, Mary, if you have that as a as a pattern, as a model, I think it makes it easier. But we do like to feed them. <laughs> <laughs> like our real mama. <laughs>
For more information on the path to union with God, please visit the Love Crucified Community website at www.lovecrucified.com. God bless you. Thank you.